Thank you for tuning into the Northfield Podcast Network. We pray that this audio resource will bless you and encourage you this week. If you'd like more information about the Northfield Podcast Network, go to facebook.com slash the Northfield Podcast Network. Blessings. Hello, my friends. Welcome to the Northfield Podcast, where faith, family, and culture all collide with a biblical worldview. Your host for the Northfield Podcast is me, Caleb Gordon. Thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to be a part of this broadcast today. Sit back and relax, and let's dive in together. Hello, my friends. Welcome to the Northfield Podcast. So excited that you're here to be a part of the journey with us today. As I always want to say thanks to our friends at Outpost Coffee. Incredible beverages. Check them out. Outpostcoffeeco.com. So on the program today, I am interviewing my friend Dustin Owen. He is the youth pastor at First Baptist Church here in Bartlesville. I'm going through and I'm having interviews with different pastors and youth pastors that I know personally and those that I, I look up to and, and that I just want to just put their story in front of you so that you can get to know who they are and and just their passions because we've got a lot of great pastors and youth pastors around in this community and I'm looking forward to this conversation with my friend Dustin. I just hope it blesses you this week. Welcome to the Northfield Nation, Mr. Dustin Owen. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing great. Good, man. Glad you're here today. Um, I wanted to, So I'm doing a series where we talk to pastors, youth pastors, and, and we just talk about who you are. Your ministry, philosophy, family, how Jesus got a hold of you. And so I just want to have a conversation with you. All right. So just so people can get to know who you are, just uh, you can tell us more about who you are and what what lights you up, gets you excited. Okay, cool. <laughs> so, Dustin, you are currently the youth pastor at First Baptist Church in Bartlesville, Oklahoma, correct? Correct. Yep. So let's start here. Tell us about Dustin, who you are, your claim to fame. My claim to fame. Well, I don't have any yet, but uh, so I guess I'll just give you a little bit of background. Um, you know, I was raised in a Methodist home. My father, uncle, grandfather were all uh, Methodist ministers. Really? Um, yeah. I did not know that. Um, you know, uh, about eighth grade, my parents split up, and so I mm-hmm. uh, started living with my mom and, you know, kind of got into all sorts of nonsense, drugs, Mischief. alcohol, yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, um, you know, uh, got through high school, joined the Marine Corps, um, got out, back into the same old stuff, um, and then, you know, some sweet lady from First Baptist Church reached out to me because she saw my craziness on the, you know, social media, and and told me to come to church. I kind of laughed at that and said, well, no, I've, I've been in church. That's never done anything for me. But wow. um, for some reason, I ended up going and, uh, you know, started to hear the gospel and I started to hear it preached like I've never heard it preached, like it was actually true. And, uh, you know, over time, the Lord uh, saved me and he eventually saved my girlfriend and we got married. And um, and so ever since then, we've been at First Baptist Church. Uh, so I've been born again in the church there. And Sweet. So how, like, time-wise, how long ago was that? Uh, six years ago. Six Holy years ago, cow. I became a Christian. That's right. Wow. And yeah. so, like, God's, like, radically just got a hold. I mean, because you're, 
you're student pastoring now. That's yeah, wow. That's crazy. the power of I mean, all glory to God on that. Holy smokes, that's, that's right. amazing. Yeah. So it so somebody reached just reaching out to you, invited you to church. And that's you, right. And yeah. you said, I'm, I'm gonna go. Yeah, a lady that I knew from you know, she used to volunteer at the <clears throat> at the school system in the little cafeteria, and so she kind of knew me and uh, decided wow. to invite me. So this is just proof that if if you're listening to this and you're like, man, I, there's not much I can do. This lady who's a cafeteria worker literally asked you just to come to church. And that's all. I mean, she, I mean, she's going to get, she gets props for that. I mean, that's, that's right. like, she gets credit for that, that she put, I mean, she did her part. I mean, she did, you know, I don't, you know, people, oh, I don't know what to do. All she did was, Hey, you should come to church. She saw a need. She's like, man, I know this guy. He's, he's not living for the Lord. And I want to see him living for the Lord. And she just asked. And you show up, and the gospel is preached and penetrates your heart. And wow, yeah, that's, that's awesome. awesome. That's that is awesome. fantastic. Humbling to remember all that. That is so fantastic to know that like God takes simple things like that and could radically train. And like, look at you now. Like, yeah, I guarantee she didn't think six years ago. Okay, I'm going to do this, and he's going to become the pastor. <laughs> and he's going to be influencing students, and he's going to be preaching the gospel. I guarantee that's probably wasn't. She just like, I just want to see him saved. That's right. Guarantee that's probably. I mean, I can't you know, 100% say, yes, that's it, but wow. Yeah, I think she'd agree. <laughs> that's fantastic. That's, now, is she, st- is she there too? She's still there, and she's actually one of uh, the student ministry uh, Sunday school teachers. Holy so, smoke. That's so cool. She's been so doing cool. that for years and years, so it's kind of Praise cool. the Lord. Just, like Being faithful in small things, mm-hmm. God can bless it and turn it into something bigger. That's right. Wow, that's fantastic. Okay, so tell us how you got into ministry. Um, so I began to feel a desire pretty early on, um, but I wasn't really sure what to do with it. And so I kind of sat on it for a while. And uh, the children's minister at the time kind of knew that I was I had this desire. And so he, he asked me to come in and just volunteer in the children's ministry and serve uh, under him um, nope. in kind of a layman uh, associate type position. And sure. so I, I served with him and my, with my wife for about three years, and then he got called to uh, the mission field. And so, um, you know, he recommended to the pastor that, you know, I'd be a good fit for that position. And, um, you know, at the time I was going through different mentorship and discipleship in the church um, with different people anyway, and so they thought that was a good idea. And so I served in the children's ministry as the children's minister for about a year. Wow. Um, and then transition now into the student ministry. So. Wow, that's that's incredible. Yeah. And so, I mean, so you got any any seminary, any any background in in this at all? Uh, not at the time, but when I started working as children's minister, I started pursuing okay. a degree. So currently, I'm at Spurgeon College. Ooh, it's an undergraduate program at Midwestern for yes, a Christian degree. Yes, ministry. love Spurgeon. Yeah. Um, I've got a friend, Josh Eaton. His daughter's actually going there. Right oh, now. okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, I know Josh. So, yeah, so his daughter's going there. Wow, that's fantastic. So what, what's your end goal there? You're going to get a degree in what? Well, right now I'm getting the bachelor's in Christian ministry, and then I plan on uh, going ahead with the Master of Divinity. Good for you. Yeah. Fantastic. Okay, so what has been the biggest change I mean, you from moving from student or kids' ministry, children's ministry, to student ministry? Just talk about that. Well, you know, I was a little intimidated at first because, you know, it's students and uh, um, the biggest change, I think, is really the level of 
relationship that you end up having. You know, uh, I always joke about the the most personal conversations I'd have with kids is about how you know they got a sucker stuck in their dog's hair over the weekend, and and you know it's it's cute and it's fun, but but now there's these students and they're maturing in their faith yeah. and they're asking harder questions, yep. and so which is really encouraging. Um, but it just it just kind of ups the level of, of relationship you have with the people you're you're trying to minister to. Yeah. So so good. Oh, I love it. Love it. Love it. Um, what has been one of the challenges of of student ministry? Kind of the same thing, you know. Um, they are struggling with things that children weren't struggling with. You yeah. know, they're they're struggling with how do I share my faith in the school? How do I not succumb to some of the pressures mm-hmm. um, that are around me? Um, and you know, hearing about certain students that are dealing with certain things and, yeah. and you know I, I have to be the one to approach them and try to be their help in that and so some of those situations are really difficult and heavy yeah so crazy so crazy okay so um if if you if, so if you've got a student that comes in and says listen i'm struggling with anxiety depression lust i mean some what how do you how do you handle that um so uh typically i'd like to meet with them consistently especially with something like lust um you know there's a certain level of accountability that needs to take place you know i can't just say well stop that you know what i mean <laughs> uh, well you can but it's not really yeah helpful. it's not it's not helpful <laughs> um so obviously you know i i'll i'll find the answer in scripture because god's word is the authority they need Amen. to see that it's not me saying these things it's not me giving the right. encouragement it's god and um so you know obviously start with god's word um try to set a plan to meet with them frequently and just mm-hmm. c- continue um checking in on them and and so you know for lust especially there's there's all sorts of yeah. helps out there yeah. software to keep them accountable, keep accountable. Stuff like that. sure so. absolutely all right let's switch gears for just a second okay. tell me about how you met your wife okay this is a fun story. Um, <laughs> I love fun stories. Yeah, so got out of the military, um, and like I said, really, really tough spot. Um, very sinful man. Um, moved in with a friend of mine, and uh, I met one of his friends, which was Danielle, and we immediately began living together, um, drinking all the stuff that we were both into. Um, and so we were together for about three years. Um, and then I came to faith in Christ and this is part of her testimony and she loves to share it as well, but she saw the change in me and she immediately hated it. Um, really? Okay. Like it was, it was warfare in the home and you know, were you guys married at this point yet? No. Okay. No. In fact, um, you know, I tried to get her to come to church and she did, she'd kind of really be upset about it and, um, came to the place like one or two weeks after, my conversion, you know, recognizing like this situation is not what God demands of me. And so it was really hard for me to tell her, hey, we've been living together for three years and I need to move out. Ooh, and and, that. and she on. found out I was planning on moving out and she just, God ripped the bandaid off through her and said, okay, get out then. Um, so, but all that to say that through that really rocky thing, because like I said, she didn't understand. Yeah, no, she was why. lost. Um, but through that, um, God really 
worked in her heart with different things that she was struggling with. She was on her own for the first time and 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 she accepted Christ one night just in her bed and and came forward to the church the next day. And then 3 months later we were married. So really so, cool. Really so cool. I mean this is I mean this is one of those statistics where if the man comes to Christ first mm-hmm. statistically the woman or the child is is exponentially more likely to um, you know, repent and, and give their life to Christ. Yeah, absolutely. And so this is, I mean, just you being faithful and being obedient. Listen, what we're doing is sinful. Like mm-hmm. we're living together. This this can't happen. And we gotta we gotta cut the ties. Yeah. In, in terms of that, like we still, you know, you were you didn't want to break up. You still wanted the data, right? Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> but you just like we gotta. It looks it's gonna have to look different for a little bit. Yeah, and I don't want to. You know, I don't want to amp myself up too much because you know struggling with the flesh mm-hmm. early on in my faith like mm-hmm. I like I said I dragged my feet on moving out for a couple of weeks because and sure. I, I even wasn't directly like I'm moving out I said you know we're we're not in a good situation but I was kind of secretly looking for apartments so I had like a backup plan before <laughs> um, but like I said God used her ripped off the band-aid um, and so I don't want to amp myself up like I was some spiritual warrior you know I had my I had my downfalls in absolutely life. and we all do we have the and that's the whole point of like I like what I like to do in these podcasts is just talk about the struggles that we have yeah like all of us all of us have fallen short mm-hmm. like every one of us have sinned and fallen short and 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 it, it's because it's because of God's grace and his his affectionate call in our lives that we're even saved absolutely. and so he's, I mean he's doing that he did that in your life he did that in your in Danielle's life and just I mean that's that's amazing to hear because I mean you're in this spot now where the gospel is being propelled into the masses of of people in our community through you and your wife both, mm-hmm. and so it's I mean it's so incredible to know that that you're you're in this spot that God's in the business of changing people's lives, Amen. and I just I mean I love that so so incredibly much. So you guys have kiddos now? Yes, we got three kids. We've got uh, Lydia. She is eight. We have Danica, who's four, and then we've got our newest one, Judah, and he's nice. he's about one and a half. Well, he's almost two. Um, so your house is close. wired up. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, like I said, your house looks lovely. Um, <laughs> ours is, we are constantly cleaning and getting no room from it. So <laughs> I've got four kids, so I like it's quiet right now because everybody's at school. Yeah, but I mean, when I they were that age, like I could not do podcasts. There's like it, it couldn't happen. There'd just be chaos and just everything it would be nuts oh man all right so let's i like to ask people to come on the show favorite authors favorite pastors people that have influenced your spiritual development favorite authors um gotta say j.i packer um knowing god was just such an impactful um book in fact it was recommended as one of those foundational books to read and then obviously rc sproul holiness of god that type of um, that type of book. So um, those two authors are probably my favorite. Uh, I enjoy reading some of the Puritans, um, but I'll, I'll admit I struggle to get through them to completion because you read a paragraph of the old Puritan writers yep. and it's like, well, I got to put this down and chew what on What did it. I read just yeah. now? <laughs> um, favorite pastors, um, probably same, you know, R.C. Sproul, uh, uh, I really like Paul Washer, especially oh, yeah. if I need to be brought just down a notch or two. <laughs> just rip you down, throw you across yeah. the room, and say, you know, 
It's crazy was, how as believers, like, you crave, you. <laughs> like, hard preaching sometimes. It's, it's well, I, I was listening to an interview with John MacArthur, and he said, you know, the, the question was, how do I struggle, or how do I deal with, like, my past, and how I, you know, how do I get past feeling bad about my sin? Mm-hmm. And John's like, I don't know, because as a Christian, you're going to, the the more deeply you get connected into God, the the worse you're gonna feel about your own sin. That's right. Like you're just, I mean, you're gonna, you know, he said, and he used Paul as an example. He says, Paul says, I'm the chief of sinners. I'm the, mm-hmm. I'm a wretch. And so we've got this idea that you know, because I'm gonna become a Christian, and I'm never gonna to have to, you know, be upset about my sin. No, that's the, that's how you know you're a Christian. Mm-hmm. Is it your? Does your sin bother you? Yeah, it's far worse now than it was before. Dude. We didn't care about our sin. Yeah, when you were before Christ, you were out clubbing and running, living with your girlfriend, doing all these things, and there was no, you know, no problems whatsoever on your radar. You weren't thinking, God, you know what? I am offending the God of the universe. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> you weren't thinking that. You were just like, this is awesome. I'm having a good time and I'm enjoying life. Yeah. You know, the scripture does say, in for a season, there is pleasure in sin. Like, there was. But, I mean, it's obvious that God has a different plan but i love the conviction that christ gives to us uh, as as believers it's so incredible um love that you got those are great guys to listen to so if you if you need somebody to listen to the stuff dustin just labeled off jay packer rc sproll all those guys can't can't get enough of them fantastic um you're a sports fan you know, uh, I pretend to be when it's necessary. <laughs> you know, I really enjoy sports when I'm at like a Super Bowl party and everybody around me is amped up. Everybody's excited. Sport. But I, I have to admit, in my and I know it's not the manliest thing, but when I'm in my uh, house alone, I, I never, I rarely watch sports. I think that's why I like you so much. I'm the same way. I don't, yeah, I could care less. I know. <laughs> I just and I uh, like the. I'll be at a game if I go to a Super Bowl party or something. I'm like, yeah. Playing again? Yeah. What they Who are you rooting for? Who Me you? too. Yeah. Yeah. Look at, yeah. Go Dallas. But no, Dallas hadn't played it. Okay. Well, I, don't know. <laughs> I don't know who you are. Exactly. I'm just there for the food. Just know. there for fellowship and food. That's yeah. yeah. Anytime I have, I'm like, yeah, I just want to hang out. Yeah. I just want to get to know people. Um. Okay. So what? Uh, if you could sit down with somebody, I mean, somebody, anybody, regardless of student or whatever, just. What's the most important message that you could relay to somebody today who maybe is not a believer? Maybe they're struggling. Maybe they're 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 on the fence about some stuff. What would you do? What what kind of conversation would you have with them? Oh, yeah, that's a that's a big question. Sure. Yep. Um, obviously, like the scripture says, the the stuff that is of first importance is the gospel of Jesus Christ. I mean. Um, and I believe Isaiah 55, you know, God's word does not return void. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it says, just as the rain and snow fall and never cease to hit the ground, so shall my word be. And so uh, I take that literally to mm-hmm. mean that anytime I can get God's word out, he will <clears throat> use that for his glory um, and he will use it for the purposes which he sent, which is salvation. And so... Uh, anyone who's on the fence or an unbeliever, my first priority is to speak God's word. The gospel is God's power unto salvation, so the gospel is going to be first and foremost. His word's not mine. Um, and, you know, past that, um, I, I believe personal testimony is a great way to illustrate sure. the power um, 
of the gospel in someone's life. Um, but I always want to start with just God's word um, because if I don't get that out, I've wasted my time. Absolutely. In my opinion, so. Absolutely. Well, that, that's fantastic. Favorite place to go vacation? Okay, so um, me and my wife, um, we had a late... Um, we had a late honeymoon um, after I started working because I was kind of not a job person before Christ. Um, so we had a late, uh, yeah, it's amazing. You can do all sorts of fun stuff when you have a job. Um, so for our late honeymoon, we went to Jamaica for a resort. Um, first time either of us had ever been out of the country. Um, so we were very anxious about it, but we went there and we loved it so much that we actually went again last year really? um, for no, our that's right. anniversary. Yes. That's right. I did see that online. You yeah. guys posted pictures and everything. Yeah. I was like, man, that water's blue. Yeah, so <laughs> so I can't say, um, you know, I say Jamaica, but I haven't tried many other places, so I'm right. kind of biased towards sure. the only place we've ever been. Sure. <laughs> Fantastic. I love it. I love it. Well, um, so if somebody is interested in getting their kiddo connected, they live here locally, they live, live somewhere close by, how, you know, where do you, when do you guys meet? And, and you, what, what age ranges do you guys have? Is it typical 6 through 12th or 7 through 12th? We do 7 through 12th. Okay. Um, we, we have Sunday mornings, uh, 9.45-ish, our uh, small group start or Sunday yep. school classes, yep. uh, worship at 11. Um, typically have a little bit of breakfast for the kids as they come in. Um, Wednesday night is our big student night. We've got our own kind of worship service, play some games. Um, six o'clock is when we typically meet. Yep. Um, play some games, worship the Lord, music, uh, preaching, um, fun stuff. Fantastic. Um, and then Sunday nights we do some, we do kind of the the outreach type stuff, backyard Bible club, yeah, uh, yeah, door to door evangelism stuff Fantastic. like that. Yeah, yeah. So you're at First Baptist Bartlesville, so you live close by, and you've got a kiddo that would man, benefit from the gospel. I'm telling you, Dustin will preach it and and give the best gospel there is because there's only one. That's right. Really, <laughs> man. Um, Dustin, would you dismiss us in prayer? Absolutely. Thanks, brother. Father, we thank you so much. Um, for the privilege it is just to uh, talk about you, God. Um, we certainly don't deserve the breath that you put in our lungs, Lord, and we certainly don't deserve to talk about your glory and the things um, which you have given to us, Lord. So we thank you first and foremost for this. We thank you for the fellowship that we can have as brothers. Thank you for Caleb. I thank you for the way that you have saved both of us, Lord, yeah. the way you have ransomed two wretched sinners um, mm-hmm. and given us new life with new hearts and new desires to serve and to obey you, Lord. We pray for um, the students around the world, Lord, uh, the, mm. the young men and young women who, who have never heard of Christ, him crucified, buried, and resurrected yeah. um, uh, in their place, Lord. So we just pray you would continue to draw um, men, women, children, students, um, to your son for salvation. Um, we love you and we thank you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks, thanks again for being here. Absolutely. Yeah. Diversified Systems Resources is a technology company based in Bartlesville, Oklahoma, that's been in business for 39 years. Are you looking for a stable employer, clean office environment, fun teammates, and a day that is always new and exciting? Then email us your resume today at dsrjobs at dsrglobal.com. DSR, we deliver technology.